This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're going to try this. Uh, All righty. How are you? Yes. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, this is new for both of us, actually. We've uh, we talk quite a lot, though, don't we? Like off the radio, probably more than most people realise. Yeah, I think I think we talk at least at least once a day. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's what I try because I feel like in a lot of ways we have quite similar music tastes, and I would. This is going to sound weird, but like similar fantasies, music, like in regards to our pop stars, if you know what I mean. No, I know exactly what you mean. Like, we're both just dying to meet, like, Taylor Swift. Ugh, if only. You know, this week I met Scott Borchetta, the head of her label. I know, how did that go? It was, you know what? And I'm not, like, I'm not saying this, it was fantastic. But I was so tired. And I think, because he, I think he knew about, like, Wizard Radio and he, he'd been briefed, let's put it that way, um, that... what I'm worried about is that I didn't look excited to meet him and I think he was oh thanks so much for supporting us sort of excited um but I was so tired that I was just like I I just felt like I maybe didn't come across just how excited I actually was Mm -hmm. so anyway uh this is a new podcast at which we're calling our song because we all have our own songs that help us through the day and help us through the week and we're going to be sharing those songs that do that for us. Because I think another thing you and I have in common, Megan, is that music is very central to our everything, every day and every week. No, I think I think people are really going to like this because not only, you know, we're going to know about their music, they're going to know about the music that we like. Yeah. And breaking it down, I think, is going to be really cool. Also, because obviously, like, when we're on the radio... We do, I feel like we both do kind of play. I mean, I kind of program a lot of the music for your show, but even so, I kind of feel like we both play music that we genuinely like, but we're trying to fill a certain criteria. Whereas now we get free reign. We can do whatever we want. So true. So true. With that note, I thought we'd start off with my track first, just because I'm very, very excited. Um, Yeah, we can definitely do that. My track this week, my first track this week, uh, is Worth It by Danielle Bradbury. This song is just... I can't... I. You know what? I saw her live for the first time this past weekend at Country to Country Festival. And she performed in, like, the first... I don't know if it was her first performance at the festival, but the first performance I saw her at was at this um, 
tent uh, mm-hmm. outside. It was like free to ent- enter and it was absolutely jam-packed. And before she played another song off her new album called Hello Summer, she actually thanked Wizard Radio for supporting the song, which was an amazing touch. But Worth It is a song that it gives. It generally gives me goosebumps because it's... Um, and we'll, I'm going to look at the lyrics in a second, but it's basically about saying, I know my value. And this is something that... I feel like is going through my head quite a lot at the moment, but also generally I think it's important for everybody to realise that like I know what I'm worth and if you want to, you know, spend time with me or, or whatever, I think in this case it's like if you want to date me, you have to respect that and respect me. Mm-hmm. So I don't, do you, is that something that you can, I'm, I'm, I know that's something you can relate to. That is definitely something I can relate to. And I, you know, I checked out the song a little bit ago just so I could hear kind of what the beat to it is. And I think it's just really well played and the words go along with it really well. And as I'm like reading over them, I can relate really heavily to all these, to all these words that she has down. So she, she starts off, she goes, don't tell me I'm too hard to please that you're worn down from fighting for me. A real man knows what he's signing up for. And if you don't, then I'll show myself the door. And obviously like here she's talking about a relationship, but I feel like this applies to anything because it's like, you know, don't put the blame on me. Like I'm a pleasure, not, not like in a, not being, you know, up yourself too much, but don't you know don't put this on me this is your problem you know if you want to spend time with me i know my worth my actually my favorite line in this i'm going to skip ahead is the bridge and when she sings this live like it's incredible she goes don't tell me i'm too hard to please you should be begging down on your knees and i'm just like yes <laughs> like, yes I, I you know there isn't i'm not sure there's something specifically right now which i'm like you know what this is a hundred percent what i'm feeling but I feel like that's the, my second song this week. But this is just a song which is like all about self-worth. It's all about empowerment. And I, you know, if you're putting a lot in, then you want to get something back. You want to feel like, at some, I feel like at some point, if you've been, whether you'll be working really hard on something or in a relationship or even a friendship, you're like, wait a second, this isn't balanced. I have to agree with that, especially when it comes to when you just mentioned the bridge. To me, it sounds like she's basically telling, you know, whoever this may be about, don't tell me that I'm so hard to be around when, like, it's almost like the person is too comfortable with her and she is trying to still be like, you should still give me attention, even though, you know, she's not, like, trying to say that in a, you know, like, in a conceited way. It's just, like, just because we're now comfortable around each other, we should still be able to have as much fun as we had before we became into this comfortable position. A hundred percent. Also, Does that make a little bit... Yeah, because you're right. I think, especially in relationships, getting too comfortable is, like, such mm-hmm. an issue. I remember, though, like, when I first heard this song, I was like, I think two things stood out. First, I was like, wow, her voice is incredible because her vocals in it, like it's a real belter, this song. And when she does it live, it's the same. But also, I just felt like this is somebody who obviously really knows her worth and her value. And, <laughs> I, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people are are kind of like shy about and there's been so many instances in my life that I now look back on and this is what this song I think reminds me and why this song means so much to me now there's been so many instances in my life and I'm like damn I like 
totally undervalued myself. I, you know, I should not have allowed myself to be in that situation because I'm worth more than this. I feel like that's a situation that everybody gets in. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you, I mean, being in whether it's relationships or issues with work too, where it's like, damn, I, like, looking back, maybe in the moment as well, you're like, I undervalued myself. No, I definitely am totally with her with that on this point because it's it just when I you know when I'm sitting reading it and I think of it to like in personal aspects, it's just it's a really good song that you just want to listen to when you feel like you're being really devalued, and then you're just like, wow, I'm actually so much better than you think I am, and I don't actually need all the attention, or you know, I'm not as conceited as you think I am, and. I love when people actually make songs like that. So we have to give major props to Danielle for this. And also we have to talk about how much love she gives Wizard Radio. Yes. She actually tweeted us during the week because we wrote, I know, I saw that on the feed. We wrote this like to be honest, again, I was so tired. They did this gig on Monday night, her in Midland, and I was so tired I left early and then I still wrote this review and she tweeted in response to it, um, where it's like I'm gonna get it. So I very rarely retweet stuff onto my own feed. But um, love you guys so very much. And you know what? I interviewed her. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a real moment. Like, I felt like this was a long time coming. She was so nice. And I think she was really excited to meet us, me. I was so excited to meet her. And it was just so pleasant. So I always do get a bit worried. And when I was standing outside the interview, I was like, oh, God. Like, this has been like, we've supported her a lot. Like, I, you know, I hope this isn't awful and ruins everything. Um, but it so wasn't, and she was just so nice, and so, you know what the other thing was? So normal. So normal. You know how on your show, Megan, I don't want to mm-hmm. dig this up so you can just tell me to shut up immediately, but there was that incident to do with a boy who was lying to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't feel like this is a secret. You spoke about this on your show. I did. Do you feel like this song could have been, like, helped you through that? Because I feel like that was a situation where, and I'm not going to, this is a story for you to tell, not for me, but I feel like that is a story where that boy was just like, thought he could get away with so much. I have to agree with, even though like he is a touchy subject to talk about, I (laughs) I think that this would have been a good song to have around when that situation with him happened because I did pull a lot of songs out of my playlist and I was like listening to them on repeat. And this is one of the songs that probably would have made the list back then if I would have known this song existed. Yeah. Well, we'll leave it at that. What's your first song? My first song is going to be Waste the Night by Five Sauce. This time I don't want to waste it. And I chose this song because I just heard it actually on Saturday. I got to see the boys perform at um, at the iHeart Radio Fan Army Celebration. And I actually got a glimpse of the set list before they came out. And I looked at it and it said, Waste the Night, which was like the fourth or the fifth song on the list. And I tapped my friend and I was like, they're going to play Waste the Night. And when it came to the Sounds Good, Feels Good album... This was one of the most underrated songs on the album. Don't you think though, that whole album is like an un- is is an underrated album because I felt like people were still I don't know they kind of went away they, they did massive tours and I just felt like this album was not pushed out 
anywhere near as much as it should have been. It kind of for like I wasn't I wasn't a massive Five Sauce fan when this album came out, and as like a, maybe a more passive fan, I, this album crept up on me. Yeah, it was a very underrated album in a whole because I felt like they really hyped up the album for a very long time because I remember they announced the album in May and it didn't actually come out until October. So they spent the entire summer making you believe this is going to be, you know, a really awesome album. It's going to, you know, get nominated for big things. And then once it came out, I just felt like it was just pushed to the back burner. Also, they wasn't this album like a much dark, like I listened to this track beforehand and the album as a whole, though was a much darker album. Like it was, is this the one that's got black, What's it called? Jet Blackheart. Jet Blackheart on it. It is, isn't it? It does. This is yes. like a depression album. I remember. It really is. I remember. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting your your flow. No, you're okay. I was sitting outside a class, and there was like somebody in my class who was a massive Five Seconds of Summer fan when this album came out, and I was like, uh, the new, she was told me the week before that the new Five Source album was coming out. So the week after, I was like, what do you think? And I'd listened to Jet Blackheart, and I was pu- speaking purely off that. And I was like, it's a bit of a depressing album, isn't it? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> like, it is a, it's a sad one. And I think she was a bit disappointed. But anyway, t- tell me more about this song. With this song, as mentioned, you know, it is definitely one of the more deeper ones that are on this album. And I was really excited to hear it because during the Sounds Like Feels Life tour, they would just randomly drop it into their set list at night. And, you know, I mean, I'm a massive fan of them, so I've seen them quite a lot. And I think out of all the shows I went to in Sounds Like Feels Life, I think I only heard it twice. So I was very, you know, intrigued to hear it again. And... They sing it more of acoustically than they did, you know, with the actual instrumental you hear when you hear the studio version. And it kind of brought me back to the times where I was kind of following them around on tour and it was actually like tearing some of my friendships apart. And it even almost tore apart one of my relationships I was in. Because I was too busy and, you know, not trying to waste my time trying to meet my favorite band and seeing them. Because even though their second album was really dark, the first one was very upbeat. But even with the darker songs, they have really great meaning that in one way or another, those songs have a special place in my heart. So when I got to hear Waste the Night, especially when I got to the point where it's like, I don't want to say goodbye to another night and watch you walk away. And I don't want to let it burn in the city lights and make the same mistakes this time. When I heard Luke sing that, and he was right in front of me too, I kind of thought I was going to like freeze up because, I mean, he is a beautiful human. <laughs> but I just was like, oh my gosh. And like at the moment like that came out of his mouth, I was like, this makes me think about this relationship I was in that I made so many mistakes in. And it's like, it brought me back to like, what could have I done better? So like when I hear this song, I think about that past relationship and how we kind of like wasted everything away. And with this lyrics and this song, I was like, oh, this is what I should have done instead. If that makes any sense. Yeah. How many times did you see them live on that tour? On Sounds Life Feels Life, I went to, I believe, nine different shows. I don't know what phrase to say, which is like not rude, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, Megan, that's a lot. That's a lot of shows. It is. And 
I, I don't know why I, I do it. I just enjoy seeing them in concert. And, you know, people always tell me, they're just like, well, don't they play the same songs every night? And I'm like, almost, yeah. I was like, they have, like, 12 set songs, but then they take three or four songs and they rotate them out every night. And then they'll just throw in a random song that you haven't heard in since, you know, the first album came out. And... I don't know. I just, it makes, it's a lot of fun and you get to meet other people and you get to hear like their, you know, their experiences with five sauce and seeing them also is generally very cheap. When you tell somebody that you paid $35 for a fourth row ticket, they're just like, really? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I wasn't going to pass up on that being that close to a band that I can talk about all day long. Why and were joke the tickets, about- sorry, why were the tickets so cheap? Um, so it was kind of weird because when it came to the Sounds Life Feels Life tour, you know, that tour happened after the album came out. And I think with how, uh, I'm going to bash it and I'm so sorry, but with how poorly they promoted that album, ticket sales within the United States were so bad. I went to one show that had, it was at an amphitheater and it was a brand new amphitheater. I think, I think they were only like the sixth band to ever perform here and it only sold about a little over 4,000 tickets and this place could hold almost 12,000 wow that, and I they mean, that's, that, that's yeah. not good whoever's in charge of their touring yeah and it's like I'm really excited for this new album because I, I've noticed you know they've taken a different direction with their with their label with their management so I'm hoping this next one is going to be promoted a lot better but keeping my fingers crossed, I know when it came to announcing the Five Sauce th- uh, 3 promo tour, tickets were gone within two seconds. Mm. But they're also doing venues that can only hold a little over 1,500 people in each place. So it's like, it's more we'll it's see more how intimate. this works out. <laughs> yeah, it's more intimate. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm reading the lyrics and it's like, you know when sometimes you read lyrics and you're like, I wish, I've, I, wish I could say I felt like this? Mm-hmm. Which sounds really sad, and I'm not looking for pity, I promise. But it's like, he's kind of there, or I mean, it's mostly Luke on this song. It's like, I, you know, I can't give up on this. I'm almost addicted to you. Like, I cannot. It reminds me a lot of, like, Troy Savan's single, My, 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 where he's like, you know, I, something, I don't remember what the lyrics like, but it's all, you know, I'm addicted to you. You, you know, you are my knight, all that sort of stuff. It seems quite similar in that sense. Um, I, he literally says, I need your love, need your love, is the in- intro from Luke. Um, I just don't think I've ever really been in that situation where I've just been like so... Don't get me wrong, I've been obsessed with people. I'm currently obsessed with someone, as we're about to find out, live on the radio. Not even on the radio. That was weird. Just just live on the conversation that's being recorded, a podcast. <laughs> um, but I've never just been like... I don't, Maybe I've just never like... I've never got to that stage with somebody that I've been obsessed with where I've then been like, oh, this can never end. I don't know. That, that went sad quite quickly. Mm-hmm. When it comes to this song, I like to, t- I know it's going to sound crazy, but I like to tie it to the newest single, to Want You Back. Because, I mean, if you've been in a fandom long enough, like, you know the smallest detail about the band members and not trying to get, like, too personal with them. But... You know, rumors spread that this new song that they have out is 
in reference of one of the band members' ex-girlfriends. Why, and, why are you holding back rumors from this podcast, Megan? What is the rumor? Okay. The, the rumor is that Luke Hemmings was dating this girl named Arzalea. And she's already dramatic enough, so like I'm not really going to touch much base on her because like she drives me crazy when I talk about her. But everyone was like, oh, this song is about her. And I was like, okay, I can see it when I look at the lyrics. And then I kind of look at the lyrics when I came to Waste the Night. And I feel like Want You Back is like a continuation of Waste the Night. But then I kind of debunked the rumor on my own when I found out that James Bourne of the Busted or Busted, whatever they call themselves, yeah, just just Busted. Are they are they st- are they still together? I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah, they of them in like '04. <laughs> yeah, I mean they came back together. They did Busted, mm-hmm. then like obviously they broke up, and then there was McFly, and then there was Muck Busted, and now you know Dougie from from Bus from McFly today has just announced his own band, so something's going on. I there. saw that. I, I know, saw it's that. Mad. It's literally madness. I I was I wasn't freaking out, but we'll get maybe McFly's for a completely different episode, but um, but they are like they released a new record last year, very different from their old stuff, but yeah. Yeah. You know, we definitely have to keep McFly for a second one because I can talk about them all day. <laughs> okay, I well, I will probably have a very different angle on this, but anyway. Anyway, so when it, you know, I found out that James Bourne ended up writing the song, and what happened is, is that he sold it. Apparently, he sold it to Five Sauce, and then they rewrote it a little bit. So technically, Once You Back wasn't even written about Arzalea because it was actually written from James Bourne, whoever may have, you know, made him angry. So, I kind of, like, was like, oh, I can't believe this rumor. But with Waste and I, it's just kind of, like, it's probably the addiction that he had to this girl because she was, like, the complete opposite of him, and I think he was craving that. So, that's what I get when it comes to the first few lines of the song. But then as the song kind of keeps going and he talks about, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, let this fade away, I kind of think about situations that I have been in so I've never really been obsessed with anyone either I mean unless you want to talk about you know my obsession I've had with boy bands my whole life but like I don't get to the point where it's like wow I can't live without you yeah so you know what I that's another thing going back to where we started on this podcast that you and I have mm-hmm. in common that we I mean obsessed with certain artists just like I will go through periods. you know what I was yesterday I looked in my Spotify and was seeing who I'd listened to for the past two days. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say which artists they are because I think one of the artists might listen to this podcast, but it was two artists only. <laughs> and I didn't even realize. So anyway, um, I want to, let's, I mean, let's go to my second song and then we'll go to your second song and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. Um, okay. Because it's very much linked. Because this song is, I feel like I've spoken about this song a lot on the radio, but it's purely because I believe that this has still not got the recognition that this deserves. And okay. you're going to think, James, like you're ex- about to expect me to say like Delicate by Taylor Swift. It's not. It's called You Got Em All by Trent Harmon. I believe he maybe won American Idol like last year, a couple of years ago, in like maybe the last series of American Idol. He's managed by Taylor Swift's former manager. Okay. Who follows me on Twitter, can I just say. But anyway. And what I love about this song is that when I think about this song, it doesn't do anything for me. 
Like, I'm going <laughs> to be completely honest. And also, I say that, and I feel like this, hopefully this podcast does well, it will get around, and people will get offended, and maybe the artists, if you listen to, will get offended by this. When I think about the song, it says nothing to me. When I listen to the song, and this is one of those things with the song, when I, when I think, oh, you've got more by Trent Harmon, like, what is that? When I listen to it, I get goosebumps every single time because this is a song that I feel like every minute of my life I relate to. I'm still waiting on life to begin again. Still waiting on love to give a second chance to stop me and steal my breath the way you did. I'm still looking for you, Jeep, in every parking lot. Still taste your lips. So let's go. Um, let, um, let's just go through the chorus might be the best uh, sign because I'm okay. still waiting on life to begin again still waiting on love to give a second chance to stop me and steal my breath the way you did I'm still looking for your jeep in every parking lot still taste your lips with every whiskey shot I hope you found whatever I ain't found yet because I feel like all my better days are gone and I think you got them all firstly just we'll get to those lyrics in a second his voice which i can't believe i didn't mention is incredible and it's like the phrase i've been using to describe this song is that it feels like a somebody has punched you in the stomach but you're Mm -hmm. kind of for some strange reason like do it again and it's like that's really weird but that's the just the feeling you get i think what this song reminds me of is um when and I'm trying. I'm going to try to ma- not make this so personal to me, but there is something that happened where um, there was a short-term, very short-term incident, should we say? That's how we now refer to it as an incident. And it was like it was so intense for such a short period of time, and then the person went and was with somebody else for like significantly longer than our thing was and it but as in it was like i don't know i still think there was overlap if you ask me but apparently there wasn't um and but and when something like that is taken away from you so quickly you ask yourself well first you ask yourself all of these questions like you are so perfect but obviously like i i'm not right or something in this instance and then you're got, mm-hmm. then you're like, damn! Like you had ev- you know, you had everything, and I'm missing you so much. But I don't know how to express this without coming across like a complete creep. And I just mm-hmm. think that every time I I've come to terms with it because I denied it a lot when I first heard this song when I was playing it on the radio a lot. I was like, I know I love this song, but I just cannot admit it. But now, guys, I've come through my AA on this song and i'm there um it's just like yeah i mean verse two those dreams you prayed about but were scared to have the smells and the laughs the green of the grass well girl i hope you got them all it's just kind of like almost a i don't know i see it as you are amazing that i just wish the best for you and but i'm still hollow inside it's, it's i don't know because like for me i'm so over this incident but mm-hmm. this song has a way of just bringing things back. And it's and it's one of those songs where, like, literally, I can be totally fine. I put it on and it all comes back. It just all comes back to me. I definitely see where you're coming from with that. As as you're talking, I was, like, listening 
what you were saying, and I was also going over his lyrics. And I, I can definitely see where it's coming from because it sounds like he's talking about, you know, a very serious relationship he was in. And he's just, you know, trying to see if this person would ever give him a second chance again. But, you know, it probably seems as though it didn't work out for him. Which which is sad because Trent was a really nice person. I did watch his season of the American Idol. Um, I feel bad for him because he was always known as the, the final American Idol, even though that's not the case anymore since they brought that show back. But Don't I you think, think though, also, so uh, like what I also love about this song is that and going back to your and I obsession with artists mm-hmm. is like surely you'll see like an artist and you'll just be like, Oh my god. If we if we got in a room together, like we'd end up getting married, like and you you do kind of in a way. I don't know if it's just me, but sometimes I'm just like listening to an artist song, and because through music it becomes so personal, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, you're singing that to me, like it becomes such a such a thing like that. That it's it yeah. Sometimes you just feel like you know an artist so well, and you're just like, wow, you've got it all, and then you like find out that they're in a relationship, and your heart's crushed. Mm-hmm. Definitely have been there plenty yeah. of times. Is was I I assume Luke was one of them. Luke from Five Sauce. Luke. He just uh, Did he break your heart? Oh, so many times. So many but times. Megan, okay. <laughs> what is do you do you think and this is honestly more market research than anything, do you think Luke, like now, is attractive? Yes. Meg, I'm so I'm so sorry, Megan. He is gross. <laughs> he's got well, this weird he... facial hair thing. He's got long hair. He looks like a creep. I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it. He looks like a creep. He looks really weird. Okay, I used to think he looked really weird too with this when I was seeing like photos posted everywhere, and I was like, what is going on with your hair? Why haven't you washed it? It looks like he hasn't washed yeah, it oh in like God. weeks. And then. When I saw it, when I saw him in person on Saturday, I was like, "Okay, you, you look a lot better in person than you do when it comes to photos." And I can also go off on that when it comes to Charlie Puth, because yeah, Charlie this is looks a Charlie looks really nice in photos, but he's absolutely hideous and gross in person. And oh, I don't really? care if he ever hears this. Okay. Oh no! Okay, I was I was hoping it'd be the other way around. I think he looked greasy in photos, but I was always like, I'm sure it's just like a look. Yeah, like he. I mean, there are days like you know where they look greasy in photos, but like Charlie Puth has, in several occasions, taken really nice photos, and especially when it comes to, like his promo, especially because I know he's now on tour. And he was promoting his new song "How Long," and those photos looked very attractive. And then I saw him at the award show on Sunday, and I looked at him. I was like, when did you take a bath last? Yeah. I mean, his hair was disgusting. It, he was wearing sweatpants on stage, and it looked like he had grease stains on his T-shirt. I don't know if that was supposed to be like part of the performance, because the song is about somebody breaking his heart, too. But it, it was so gross. And he was like that last time I saw him in concert, too. It's like, it's like, dude, you need to take a shower. Please do. I mean, let's let's hope he hears this podcast, Megan, because... I hope he does. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's your uh, second song? So my second song is The Middle, 
which is said featuring Marin Morris. So obviously, you know, if you know about Zed, he doesn't actually sing his own songs, which I feel like if he were to ever sing, I, I feel like he would have a very angelic, angel, you know, how do you say that word? Angelic. <laughs> angelic, yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Voice, because he looks like he would. I've briefly met him a few years ago when he talked, because he has an accent when he talks, because he's from one of those Eastern European countries. And... He has such a like soft voice, and like I was like, would you ever sing on your own songs? And he doesn't, which you know maybe he's afraid to do so. There are EDMs that have decided to sing on their own songs. Oh, I love that. And firstly, like, firstly, just two things here. He's Russian German. Is that what he is? Okay. Yeah. But also, there are EDMs who have sung on their own songs. That's a new yeah. thing. Yeah. Which yeah, you totally cut me off. I was yeah. about to tell you that. Because I know the chain smokers really got into it and as much as I love the chain smokers, they should probably stop singing on their own songs. Yeah, but they're not called EDMs. Or what are they called? Are just they like called producers. like producers? EDMs producers, is, a is new that what term. they would be called? Yeah, just like electronic music producers. They're Okay. E- electronic emps that's what they are emps okay EMPs. that's not a term that's going to catch on no it's probably not <laughs> in the middle Like with him said, so and then he released the middle with Marin Morris, and it really shocked me because if you're somebody that's you know, especially from like the countryside, Marin Morris is strongly known as a country artist, and she pops out on this song with the you know, where she sounds more like pop music, and it's just like wow, I was like, I love how different you can be, and the song is played on the radio a lot, and people are like, sometimes they'll tell me it's overplayed, but I'm just like, no. This song, I could hear it six times in a row and still be completely content with it. And as I was going over the lyrics, because I'm more used to only just hearing it on the radio with it being super upbeat and singing along to it, when I sat down and was actually reading the lyrics, I realized this song is literally about her fighting with somebody and she's trying to compromise with whatever is happening in this fight. What lyrics like, in particular like stand out to you? The one that stands out to me the most is, especially when it comes to verse one, she basically says, the cabinets are bare and I'm unaware of just how we got into this mess, got so aggressive, I know we meant all good intentions. And I sing this particular lyric every day, and it, I didn't catch on until I actually just read the lyrics without the song. And then as you go to the second chorus, she basically says, why don't you just meet me in the middle? I'm losing my mind just a little, so don't. why don't you just meet me in the middle? And it's like, to me, it sounds like they were arguing about it something and she's basically attempting to compromise so that she doesn't lose the said person yeah i mean is this something what does this song remind you of when i listen to the song it reminds me of you know we're gonna have to bring this boy back up it's uh, just gonna happen what was his can we okay let's not use his real name but what let's give him a, a stage name Let's call him Peter. Peter. Okay, that's a good one. Peter. Because I've never met I've never met a Peter that I like. That's not to say I won't, but I just to date haven't. 
Oh, then see, I don't really want to use a Peter because there was a Peter on The Bachelor and I actually loved him. All right. Who, so, who else? Who recording him? Let's let's call him Nate. I've never met a good Nate. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, Nate. Nathan. Nate. Nate. Okay. Well, Nate Grossies <laughs> on that. Um, Wizard Radio Station. Okay, we love him, we but like, like him. majority of okay. the Nates that I have personally also, met are Also, one of my horrible. really good friends is Nathan. But whatever, I don't actually like. I'm not as invested in this as you are. So, <laughs> Nate. Okay. So let's talk about so, this absolute asshole Nate. Come on. Yeah. So let's talk about him. He is the worst person. So clearly, he lied to me and it really upset me. And it was like what a three-part story that it I told was, over like the amount of three weeks. It was epic. It, uh, he just makes me so angry. So the first time we ever really got into an argument, I just had such immense feelings for him that I didn't want to this relationship to end. And this was also like pre finding out that he was, a, you know, a horrible liar. And when I listened to the song, I think about those arguments we were having and I was, you know, trying to compromise like for example, it's the best one I can think about is we got into an argument once before because we, we work together and we met because we were sitting next to each other and they were moving our desks around at work because we, we were moving into a different part of the building. So as we were moving, they, they told me I was going to sit somewhere else, which now is a blessing that I'm sitting somewhere else, but... I was upset that I was getting moved away from him. And at the time, no one really knew that we were dating. And that night, I told him, I was like, I don't understand why they're moving us away from each other. Like, I was like, I, I like sitting next to you. And we got into a massive fight because he didn't want to sit next to me anymore. And it already was making me uncomfortable because when I came to work, even though we sat next to each other, when I would be like, hey, you want to go have lunch together? he all of a sudden would, like, shut down. He would pretend like there wasn't anything happening outside of work. And I can understand the whole keeping your personal relationship and your work balanced, you know, separate. But at least acknowledge me at work. This is why workplace relationships are a really poor idea, Megan. I know. It's problematic and it's very poor, but... And we got into a fight about it that night. I was like, so we compromised. I was like, fine, if I move away from you, you at least have to have lunch with me at work twice a week. Like, and that's kind of like one of the things I think about now that I sit down and I read the lyrics of the song. But to me, it's to me, the middle is still going to be that song that I sing at the top of my lungs in my car every morning it comes on because the beat is that great. Well, you know, it's his most successful song in America ever. I know, like, I think I saw it on Spotify early last week, it, it hit 100 million streams or something like that. And it only came out just, this year. Yeah, and it just, in the US alone, it had that many streams, and it's just like, wow. Mm. And it's two people together that are technically not even from the same genre. So, props to Zed for reaching out to her, be like, I want to write a song with you, and I want you to kill it, and they literally crushed it. Oh, well, I, look, it's a great song. Um, I love Marin Morris as well, actually. This song introduced oh, she's me so to good. Um, I feel like this has been therapy, Megan. Yes. We've both, <laughs> we've both got a lot of our chests this evening. Um, our songs then, uh, Danielle Bradbury, Worth It, Five Seconds of Summer, Waste the Night, Trent Harmon, You Got Them All, and Zed Marin Morris, The Middle. Thank you for talking to me, Megan. It was my absolute pleasure. You know I'd usually have to pay somebody £50 to do this in like a therapy session, so this helped. 
<laughs> we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Uh, I'm on Wizard Radio Station the whole time. Megan's on Wizard Radio Station Sundays, 6 till 8 UK time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.